welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Um, so let's think about receiving a prophecy. So we've had a go at giving prophecies. Uh, we've talked about giving a prophecy. Um, something to share about pictures, because some of you will get a picture and it's useful to understand that at times that this picture is not necessarily for you to describe. So I'm just going to choose one that came there, which was the shepherd with the sheep on his back. So I see a shepherd with a sheep on the back. Uh, no, that is an insight of a, a, like a revelation that God's given you as the person who's given the prophecy for you maybe to ask a question about. So what does that mean, God? Oh, it sounds and feels like the pastoral gift. You're going to be flowing in the pastoral gift. So you're now starting to speak. You're not sharing the, the picture. You're sharing the meaning or the insight of the picture to the person because that helps them respond. Because, you know, you'll get people who are still learning in the prophetic gift and they'll say, I see a picture of a flower. Good. <laughs> but that's not going to give you much insight unless you are able to say something about this flower you know why is that important okay so it's just yeah should, go on should i cut out the picture um yeah I, I would if you don't have to give it i would you're quite right you mentioned that sometimes the picture can be the link in your memory to remember the prophetic word but often with prophecy, it's not so much that it's, you can remember the 150 words that God has said. It is the impact that it's had in you as a person or as you as a community that changes it, right? And, um, you know, as a leadership here in Kingsway, you'll find us talking and saying, do you remember that prophecy we had some time ago about the dancing to a different beat and somebody's going yes i do remember that one and they'll remember a little bit more a little bit more but it's impacted you already you may not know the 100 words if you like but you know that you know we are dancing to a different beat we know we are and it's happened to us so uh, it, it's you don't necessarily have to give every picture that's what i'm trying to say to you let it become something that enables you to give the wisdom of God to the person in front of you. Okay? Go on, yeah. You ask any questions. Yeah, picture rather than just going, I've got a picture of a rubber duck. Instead of just throwing it out there. Yeah. Just say, Lord, Lord, show me what this means. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How does this apply to this person? You know, or even, is it you, Holy Spirit? And often I'll have him say, no. It's not out there. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say the rubber duck then. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's quite simple. <laughs> um, and we're doing that really because our intention is to help the person connect with God. That's what we're doing anyway. And if the picture is the way that he wants to use it to help them connect, we'll use the picture. But if it's to give us insight into how to prophesy, we'll do that. The, the artificial way I set you up there wasn't giving you much time to think. Now, when you're in a team prophesying for one person, you know, Andy's prophesying, we're all listening to the Holy Spirit. 
getting more insight. Do you get what I mean? It becomes a bit easier because you've got time to go, is that you, Holy Spirit, or not? Oh, yeah, oh, gosh, it is. And it me, oh, yeah. So now it's my opportunity. I can then prophesy because I've got some insight, okay? So it's just a little bit easier when you're praying as a team for one person. Um, but, you know, you'll be in situations where you have to prophesy to the one in front of you or you're on the street. You know, what is the prophetic word for the person that you've met on the street? Okay, so how do I receive a prophecy? So what's our motivation again? Well, honour is quite key. Um, we have to honour the gifting that's in each of us, however small that gift is at the moment. If I dismiss you, or you're immature, you know, like you were saying, Andy, you know, if I dismiss those guys, those friends of yours as being immature, they're not ready yet, then I actually I could be dismissing a gifting that could really be beneficial to me, right? So I need to honour the presence of the Holy Spirit in every person and believe that they can bring the heart of God to me, right? So I'm not now restricting myself. It's got to be the Sean Boltz. The Sean Boltz prophecy will be the bee's knees one for my life. That's who I'm honouring. Oh, Andy, I'm not honouring him because he can't do it yet, can he? No, you get what I mean? No. <laughs> Honour everyone, even the little kids. You know, we've had some stunning prophetic words from our children. They don't, they don't speak like us. The, the prophetic insights don't come like we would say them. Um, you know, I remember one girl just getting up and saying, bring the sheep into the sheepfold. Well, it's a pretty good word, that. And it was just a word in season for our church. You know, it's just careful, protect the sheep, look after them. Oh, it was a little girl. Um, actually, a little girl with learning difficulties gave it. So, you know, they, they might draw a picture. They might uh, have, you know, in worship, them, that's often happened, they've drawn something. And it's God speaking to them. And you have to then give time to them and recognize that they hold the Holy Spirit as well. Um, so, that, so, you know, some are, some are better at it than others, you have to say. You know, um, Sophie, Irvin and Sue's daughter is very prophetic. Um, Alana, when she was here, she was very prophetic. Um, so, but you have to give them space and the language will come out much different. So honour that gifting. Um, in Matthew 10, verse 41, it says, He who receives and welcomes a prophet, because he is a prophet, receives the prophet's reward. He who receives a righteous man as a righteous man receives the righteous man's reward. So what on earth is Jesus talking about there? Because it just seems odd, really. Um, but as we like, delve into it, we, we get to understand it's all about honour. Um, when it talks about profit, it's the prophetic ministry. It's that whole process of the word of God coming to a community, to an individual. So what Jesus is saying is, if you receive that prophet or that prophetic ministry as an honour it, as from God, you get a reward for that. Now, what is the reward? Remember I gave you that 
showed you that prophecy I gave, which was in three days, you will um, see the building you're going to buy. What's the reward of that prophetic word? We saw a building. We had bought it. We had many, many, many years in it. We sold it for £550,000 and now live here. That's the reward. I.e. what you couldn't do the minute before the prophecy occurred, so I'm, I'm stood here, what I couldn't do the minute before the prophecy came, I now can do. Why? Because the word of God contains within it everything necessary for it to accomplish what it's going to do. So I receive the prophetic reward. If I do not honour this prophetic ministry and I just see you as a righteous man, then actually it seems I can miss out on what God's doing. Very interesting. It's all to do with honour, right? Why is that? All right, shall I go through it again? Yeah, I'll go through it again. So, a prof let's, let, we're going to put it in this category. Here is a prophet, and he's bang on from God. He's speaking the word from God. It's 100%, okay, coming in. When he speaks that word, it has an impact on the environment. I'll give you another example. John Arnott used to be, John Arnott, who is the pastor of the Toronto church, you know, uh, used to be part of the vineyard churches. Um, and a prophet came. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, no, that's right. It was before. Got to remember it right. Prophet came. Got hold of the hand of um, uh, John Wimber, who was the leader of the Vineyard Church. Got hold of the hand of John Arnott, who was the leader of the very small at that time um, church in Toronto. Put their hands together and goes, God says, you are not, and separated their hands. Now, it feels like, oh gosh, what's that type of prophecy is that? When the Toronto blessing occurred, in Toronto, when the outpouring came, John Wimber couldn't accept it. And actually, John Arnott was left the vineyard churches. God says, you are not. Now, eventually, John Wimber then goes, yes, yes, it's all okay. It took him a while to get hold of it. But here now comes a prophetic word coming from God, and I'm going to say, what was the reward? The reward was John Arnott was no longer in the Vineyard Church and the, the revival that occurred in Toronto occurred. Coming back to my small prophecy, in three days you're going to find a building by it. Contained within that word is everything that God wants and enables it to happen. It's, it's the word of God. It goes forth and accomplishes what it's going to do. What happened in our community, they honoured the prophetic word. They honoured the prophetic gifting. I'm not meaning that we're lifting people up and making them special. I'm just saying that they honour God's insight, God whatever. And the result of that is that the word comes forth and accomplishes what it's going to do. Right? If I take you as just a righteous man, I'm thinking, well, it, you, know, you can't prophesy, can you, Alan? then actually there's no faith, is there? There's nothing there. It's just, and that word that's come 
just hangs there. Doesn't mean that it's not going to come about because God, remember, God sat, sat nav, he just will bring you around to it. Okay? So the prophetic gifting is powerful. And I'm starting to talk about the prophet office, the office of prophet is different to prophecy, but we've still got to honor the prophesying ministry. Do you get what I mean? Remember what it said in, in Thessalonians, don't despise prophecy. If I despise prophecy, I'm not going to get that reward of it. All that insight's not going to come to me. All that revelation of how much God is loving, working in my life just doesn't come because I'm despising that gifting. Once I embrace it and begin to honour that gifting in people, then I start to receive the reward of it. Okay, so that's, that's what I believe it is. Does that help? Yeah. Or confusing more? No, it kind of revelation, Because this means, now, at some stage at least, helps me to get my head around why some churches don't get into the fullness. Yes. Yes, it is. And yeah, they don't receive it well. They don't honour the work of God in individuals' lives or in a community's lives. And you miss things. Okay. So many places where somebody gets up and gives a prophecy and because they're not, you know, the regular sort of imported prophet or the prophet of the church, this holy one who's been sort of like chosen. Because when someone else is, if you get it followed by somebody else saying, yeah, we have to test that word, but in a totally sort of like demoralizing way, that's what I see a lot. So somebody who just gets up and says something, I'm just like, whoa, and then somebody else follows them by going, yeah, yeah, put more emphasis on, yeah, we got to, uh, yeah, we got to test that. So it might not be for everyone, you know, you know, but this is just. Okay, absolutely. well, come on. So more about testing and judging words. Um, but I just wanted to give an example from the Bible. Moses prophesies that um, they're going to go into the promised land. That's what he's saying to the people of Israel. I'm going to go into the promised land. But actually, although that prophetic word went out there, what was in the hearts of the, remember the spies that went into the land? You know, all the spies came back apart from two saying, oh, the land of giants, they can't cope with it. And Joshua, was it Joshua and Caleb are going, gosh, it's wonderful, look at all this fruit and whatever but the majority were going oh can't do it can't do it and what was the result they walked in the wilderness for 40 years and the majority of those people did not get into the promised land it was only the two joshua and caleb and the children that went into the promised land oh so when you think about it it's not very good prophetic odds is it you know you're moses you give an ugly prophecy we're going to the promised land and then 40 years you're walking why? Because unbelief and lack of honour of the gift that was coming meant that people couldn't go with it for whatever their reason, you know. And so unbelief can actually kill a prophecy, it can restrict it, uh, you know. It, it never stops God, it never stops God. But it can restrict what's happening because you just don't honour this word that's coming. So honour's very, very important, you know. You're very kindly clapped at the beginning because you want to honour me. Uh, that's lovely, lovely. It goes beyond that. 
goes beyond that. It's the recognizing of the gift, honoring the gift in the person, recognizing Holy Spirit in you, honoring and believing in, in a community, recognizing it in the community, believing it, you know, and accepting and receiving it. It's just very, very significant honor. All right, prophets, reward, probably done enough on that. So, a safe place to practice. This is, I destiny is a safe place for you. You know, you can try and you can make mistakes and it's okay. We'll ask you to clear up your mess if you make a mess, um, but it's a safe place. And really, we tried to make that part of our culture as our church, that it's a safe place. Because, it, it, you know, you stood there and it was nerve-wracking, you know, and it doesn't really get much better. <laughs> still, you can still feel nervous. You can still feel this, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so don't judge people, oh, they're not very good at it. He's not very good at it. Don't have that attitude. But don't be too kind either. You see, it can be like, oh, they're my friends. Oh, that was lovely. No, you don't learn from that, do you? You don't. You don't mature from that. You need to have someone say, that's actually off the wall. Uh, I don't think you're right. And you need to have a big enough, oh, it's an expression. Uh, that's not right, not correct. Bonkers. That's bonkers. Yeah, that's bonkers. And you don't think that one's good, okay? You need to be strong enough to say that in yourself, without thinking, oh gosh, I'm going to lose a friend here. You know, this is a safe environment. If, you, if you're getting annoyed with each other, you need to say sorry. <laughs> it's basically where we are and forgive each other. But we're here to learn as well, okay? So prophecy is a learning process. Now, coming back to judging a prophecy, all prophecies need to be judged do that's what it says in 1 corinthians 14 29 let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge okay so what are we saying there well if you remember at the beginning i said that prophecy is a combination between god me who's given the prophecy and you who's receiving it and i said in the prophetic environment or culture that we have there will be inaccuracies, there will be errors, there will be mistakes, right? And, you, and God knows that. And so he just said, okay, weigh everything. Remember it said in Thessalonians, keep hold of what's good, throw away the rubbish. Basically, that's what you've got to do, right? So you need to weigh your prophecies. Um, you know, the ones that are coming to you, don't just go, oh, yes. I'm going to be an astronaut. <laughs> you know, just don't, you know, put some intelligence into it. Ask some friends, what do you think about this word I've just had? Sometimes your friends go, oh gosh, that is, that's you. Is it really? Because <laughs> they, they know you and they see something of you that you don't see yourself. Okay, so talk to each other. Weigh it. Um, so you need to create an environment where feedback and realistic evaluation happens. And that's your chance here. Um, I think Sean's helping us see this, that we really need to do a bit more of it in, in, 
in our church, really. So, you know, if you're given a prophecy, well, give some feedback on it. You know, oh gosh, that was spot on. Well, guess what that makes the person feel? Wow, I'm hearing God, right? Or, I think you probably not there. What does that make them feel? If they're in an environment of learning, they'll go, okay, Holy Spirit, please show me. I want to learn, all right? I'm sorry that I gave you that word, just throw it away, right? Because it's, we're, not, we're not trying to be the prophet who is perfect and always right. What we're trying to be is the voice of God that speaks love into somebody's heart, okay? Um, if someone prays over you, and you, you have the right to say, I don't agree with that. So if somebody prophesies, you have the right to say, no, sorry, I don't agree with that. And I'll give you an example. Ag this is from the Bible. Agabus is prophesying over, you know, um, Apostle Paul. And he says, Paul, he gives this amazing word. He says, Paul, don't go to Rome. Because if you do, you know, they're going to get a hold of you. And you're going to be put in prison. And the Jews will be, hand you over to the Gentiles. Don't go. So, so it's an incredible warning word given by the prophet Agabus to Paul. What does Paul say? He says, um, well, actually, I know it's the will of God for me to go to Rome. So I'm going to Rome. Now, it's interesting in the Bible, you'll discover there was no argy-bargy between the two of them. It was all right for Paul to recognize, I think he recognized that's a truth. You are telling me truth here. Yes, the Gentiles will hand me over, you know, the Jews will hand me over. I will be imprisoned. That's a truth. But it's not a truth for me not to go. It's a truth for me to be aware of what's going to happen. But the will of God for me, I know it is to go to Rome. And so you've got now two prophetic guys not arguing with each other. Able to, you know, the individual is able to say, actually, I think you've got that a bit wrong there. It's not a warning for me not to go. You just let me know what's going to happen when I do go. Okay? Um, we get an A plus when we try and give a word, even if it's not spot on. You know, God looks for that. That trying. <laughs> he wants our heart to be one of giving. So he gives you an A plus for it. And the grade's set, even if you don't know all the contents, if all the content's not correct. You know, you set A plus, well done. Well done there, Andy. Well done for that. That was brilliant, right? And <laughs> because it's a cooperation between you, the Holy Spirit, and us, there's always going to be something that's not quite right. And you have to judge it and weigh it. So next five months, as you get prophecies, you've got them on your phone, just give some time just to weigh this and find out, you know, is this right? It is, some of it, you know, some of it will be like it's in the future. So you don't know yet whether it's right. But some of it will be now and you can say, you know, that really does hit the spot. I really feel God's saying, yeah but also give feedback to the person who's given the prophecy. I don't think that one's right. I, it just doesn't really ring a, ring a bell here. Now, the, you have to be cautious on that because, you know, 
we always think, or we like to think, that God will speak a word and confirm it to us. You know, um, sorry, we've been thinking about something for God, something we're going to do, and that God will give a prophetic word that will confirm what we're planning to do. And he doesn't always do that. He always, it seems to me, he always seems to cut across what we were planning to do, and it's like, oh, it's over there. <laughs> An example, you know, if you've been praying in the morning, oh God, I could do with a wife. I would really like a wife, please God. Please, 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 can I have a wife? You come into school, prophecy comes to you. In the next, whatever, God's heard your heart, and you're going to get companionship. Oh, great, I'm getting a wife. Now, I filtered it through what I was wanting. So, putting this in the context, if I was Paul the Apostle and I was, got this word, I wouldn't be thinking Barnabas. Remember, Barnabas came along, encouraged Paul, took him places, etc. I wouldn't be thinking Barnabas. I'd be thinking Barbara. It's got to be a Barbara. You know, that's the answer to my prophecy. It's a Barbara. And I'd miss Barnabas. So when you're weighing your prophecies, when you say, I don't feel this is me, often understand that you filter it through what you think, your emotions and everything. And that doesn't necessarily mean that God's not speaking to you, okay? And that's why I would encourage you just to share with your friends because sometimes they, they gosh, I feel that's right. And you go, do you really? And, you know, it's that council of many people really helps you. Okay. So prophecy is not always confirming about what you want to do. Right. Um, you can see that through the Bible quite often. <laughs> Get feedback, um, you know, from the prophetic person. Tell him what, what's connected and what hasn't connected. Uh, you just help each other with it. And track, um, what's his name, um, Sean says, just track your prophecies. And what does he mean by that? Well, if I think about in three days um, you're going to see a building and buy it, you know, tracking that prophecy would be, did we see a building in three days? Did we go ahead and buy it? Etc. Now, because I was immature, because I was not, what's the word, confident in myself, um, in who I was and in my relationship with God, I would have been too nervous to have tracked that word because I would have thought if it was wrong, then um, so, say it never happened, uh, whatever, then that's a, that's a mark on my relationship with God that was some not right. Instead of just being happy that I tried and got the A plus because I tried. Do you see what I'm trying to say to you? So, you know, sometimes even your own, what you think about yourself can inhibit you tracking because you don't really want to find out you got it wrong. But the only way you do learn to hear, respond, believe is get some feedback, right? Get, find out, find out what's going on. What actually happened? And if it was like in, in the short term, you know, A, B and C is going to happen, we'll find out whether A, B and C did happen. Yeah? Do you want to grow in the prophetic? Is that something you'd like to happen? Then actually fall in love with Jesus. 
fall in love with your wife, with your family, with your church. Love is the vehicle in which prophecy happens. It, that's, it's just at the heart of everything. Remember it says in Corinthians, you know, if I prophesy with all understanding and speak words, whatever, but do not have love, then I'm just a clanging symbol. So everything I'm doing, you know, we're being very mechanistic, trying to learn how to prophesy, uh, but the key behind it is love. Um, something else to share with you. Not every encouraging word is a prophecy. So... <laughs> Let me just explain what I mean by that. Remember we said in Corinthians it says, you know, prophecy is like encouraging and that's uh, a helpful type word. Um, but I can say nice, encouraging, helpful, pleasant words and they're not prophecy. So I can go, oh, Rose is beautiful, isn't she? Well, that's very nice and encouraging. Rose is a really lovely person. I love Rose, but they're not prophecies. They are just encouraging words. Okay? Nothing wrong with them. So, we will often tell you, start by saying things that you think God would like to say to the person. What, if you were God, what would you like to say to them? So you'll say, well, I see that you're really strong and that you're really an encourager and that you're a really nice person you haven't actually hit the prophecy yet you're just in the you just started pedaling your bike right the, the it, it's like that is a vehicle to take you to what father's saying it's also a vehicle to keep you in this loving environment because your initial words are all about how lovely this person is and how God feels positive about them and how they're, you know, wonderful, etc. But the prophetic gift goes beyond that. Remember, it can be directional, it can be, um, you know, giving advice, it can be um, more expanding of how God sees them. It's connecting them to their destiny with God. Do you see what I mean? That's where you're heading to but the encouraging words are the vehicle that helps you move along. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.